Hello, this is Meghnad from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, August 20th, and the first story of the day comes from the Honorable Supreme Court of India. Lawyer activist Prashan Bhushan, who was held guilty of contempt for his tweets on Chief Justice of India S.A. Bobde and the Supreme Court, told the top court today that he was pained at being grossly misunderstood. Bhushan said that he considered his tweets an attempt to discharge his highest duty as a citizen. After a sharp back and forth during a two-hour hearing over whether his tweets had crossed the line, the Supreme Court gave the 63-year-old lawyer two days to reconsider his statement. Justice Arun Mishra said, quote, There is no person on earth who cannot commit a mistake. You may do 100 good things, but that doesn't give you a license to do 10 crimes. Whatever has been done is done, but we want the person concerned to have a sense of remorse. Unquote. Prashant Bhushan's request to defer the hearing on his sentencing for contempt was rejected by the Supreme Court. Bhushan told the court, quote, I am pained to hear that I am held guilty of contempt of court. I am pained not because of the would-be sentencing, but because I am grossly misunderstood. I believe that open criticism is necessary to safeguard democracy and its values. My tweets need to be seen as an attempt for working for the betterment of the institution. My tweets, I consider, was discharge of my highest duty. Apologizing would be dereliction of my duty. I do not ask for mercy. I do not appeal for magnanimity. I cheerfully submit to any punishment that court may impose." After the top court asked him to reconsider his statement, he said, I may reconsider it if my lordships want, but there won't be any substantial change. I don't want to waste my lordship's time. I will consult my lawyer. Justice Arun Kumar Mishra responded to this saying, You better reconsider it. Don't just apply legal brain here. There is a Lakshman Rekha for everything. Why cross it? We welcome pursuing good cases in public interest, but remember this is a serious thing. I haven't convicted anyone of contempt in 24 years as a judge. This is my first such order. Freedom of speech is not absolute to anyone, to me, to press. There is no problem in being an activist, but we have to say this is the line." The central government has given an order to immediately withdraw around 10,000 paramilitary forces personnel from the Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir. These forces were deployed in Jammu and Kashmir in August last year as a precautionary measure when the centre ended the state's special status and bifurcated it into two Union territories. The decision was taken after the Union Home Ministry reviewed the deployment of the Central Armed Police Forces or CAPFs in the Union Territory. According to the order, of the 100 companies being withdrawn, 40 will be from the CRPF and 20 each of the CISF, the Border Security Force and the Sashastra Seema Bal. The companies will now go wherever they were deployed before being moved to Jammu and Kashmir. Earlier in May, the Home Ministry had withdrawn 10 CAPF companies from Jammu and Kashmir. The operational strength of each CAPF company is 100 personnel. Jammu and Kashmir was placed under a strong security blanket last August after the centers moved to prevent a possible backlash. The other precautionary measures included imposition of prohibitory orders banning large gatherings, 
withdrawal of phone and internet services and detention of hundreds of political leaders over the last months these measures are being gradually lifted with regular evaluation of the security situation but even with the latest withdrawal of forces a chunk of security forces will remain in the valley the crpf will have a strength of about 60 battalions in the kashmir valley alone each battalion has 1000 personnel some other units of paramilitary troops will also remain around 6.6 lakh people in hyderabad may have been infected with covid-19 in just the last 35 days and at present the city might be home to about 2.6 lakh active cases this finding highlights that the actual number of people infected by covid-19 is many times higher than the number of cases being reported after people develop symptoms and get tested these numbers have been revealed in a study by the hyderabad based center for cellular and molecular biology and indian institute of chemical technology which conducted covid-19 surveillance in the city by testing sewage samples collected from various sewage treatment plants ccmb director dr rakesh mishra explained quote our finding clearly indicates that a large proportion of the affected individuals are asymptomatic and did not need hospitalization this is also in agreement with the observation that hospitalization or mortality is way lower than otherwise expected with such large infection rates at a given time it explains why our healthcare system has been able to handle reasonably well the situation during the pandemic such studies if carried out in coordination with civic bodies to identify the hotspots in the city and monitor dynamics of the infection rate can assist the system in taking necessary measures unquote the ccmb in a media release said that individuals who are infected by covid-19 shed the virus not only through nasal and oral routes but also through feces this provides an opportunity to use sewage samples to estimate the spread of the infection in a given locality or area also the virus samples in sewage are non infectious making it easier for conducting the study as an infected person can shed viral material in fecal samples for up to 35 days the study on sewage samples gives an idea of the number of people that might have been infected in a period of little more than a month researchers from the two institutes covered around 80% of the sewage treatment plants in greater hyderabad municipal corporation limits and harvested sewage samples to estimate the number of potentially infected individuals in the city sewage samples from the stps were processed for detecting presence of the viral rna of novel coronavirus as the stps in hyderabad received sewage from about 40% of the households the findings were later extrapolated for the entire city indore in madhya pradesh has retained its position as the cleanest city in india for the fourth consecutive year according to the swachh survekshan 2020 survey results gujarat surat bagged the second spot while maharashtra's navi mumbai ranked third varanasi was adjudged the best ganga town in the central government's cleanliness survey madhya pradesh chief minister shivraj singh chauhan congratulated the people of indore and said quote the city has hit a 4 this time and surely will hit a 6 in the coming future unquote The results were announced by Union Housing and Urban Affairs Minister Hardeep Singh Puri at a ceremony in New Delhi. 
a book titled report on assessment of 97 ganga towns was also released during this event this is the fifth edition of the survey that was introduced by prime minister narendra modi in january 2016 in the first edition of the survey mysore had won the award for the cleanest city of india reacting to the news indore municipal corporation commissioner pratibha pal said quote we are confident that with the help of our hard working sanitary workers aware citizens and public representatives of indore we will secure first place in the cleanliness survey for the fourth consecutive time and our slogan of hitting a four in terms of cleanliness will turn out to be true unquote a total of 1.9 crore citizens across 4242 cities of the country participated in the survey held by the ministry of housing and urban affairs the working mechanism for consultation and coordination on india china border affairs or wmcc will meet today to try and find a way to resolve the military standoff along the line of actual control in ladakh however experts say hopes of a breakthrough are low given the rigid chinese stance during diplomatic and military talks in the past month a government official told the media that the meeting is taking place but there are currently no plans to hold the next round of the corps commander level meeting the official said quote if there is an inclination to move forward during the wmcc meeting the next engagement will be decided thereafter this was discussed during the high level consultative meeting on china held on monday and the indian stance and the position on the issue was also discussed while the end goal remains the restoration of status quo ante as of april any process will have to recognize ground realities on both sides while it is understood that even the process of de escalation has to be step wise the chinese insistence on equal rearward movement by both armies is not acceptable the chinese have better roads and infrastructure on their side which allows them to mobilize quickly and some element of time has to be built in this stepping back to make it fair for both armies unquote this will be the fourth meeting of the wmcc since tensions erupted in early may with clashes between soldiers of both armies in addition five rounds of corp commander level meetings a phone conversation and a meeting between the two special representatives two meetings of indian ambassadors to china with top party and military officials and several division and brigade commander level meetings have taken place during this period the response of the chinese interlocutors in the last few meetings has been very rigid and not much has come out of the meetings between the military commanders in ladakh and at diplomatic level in beijing according to the official after the fourth round of corps commander level meeting on july 14th there has been no further movement from the chinese side on the ground and the situation remains tense and now for some home brewed stuff from the vats of newslaundry.com check out the latest nl interview of professor apurvanand on our website he teaches hindi at delhi university and frequently lends his voice to progressive causes earlier this month his phone was seized and he was questioned by the delhi police about his role in the protests against the citizenship law which they have alleged caused the communal violence in the city in february apurvanand speaks with chehak gupta about his interrogation his ideological leanings and his position on the violence if you have been wondering what the national education policy is all about what it contains and why it's important 
well we've got you covered i'm doing a series breaking down the entire policy where i tell you how the education system of future india will be shaped by this document when the policy was released the coverage was muted because well ram mandir but hey newslaundry.com didn't forget about it and we have your back do check out the series on our website the third part on higher education is out now people of the internet if you want news to cover issues that are important to you then you have to give media houses a reason to do so and the best reason you can give them is money yes pay for news so that the news serves you not some mdh uncle and his masala manufacturing business because remember when the public pays the public is served subscribe to newslaundry.com go to our website and click on the top left subscribe button the basic subscription plan is as low as rupees 300 a month and as a limited window offer if you take a subscription of more than 6 months you will get a fancy sabki dhulai soap box that's all the news i have for you today have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.